0: This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also, there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So, open up the Notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hello, hi there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy To Podcast. Today, I have a guest joining us. I'm really, really excited. So let me introduce you to... Dana Stevens. Dana is an ICF certified coach who specializes in helping founders, consultants and owners grow their businesses with mindset and marketing strategies. Dana has over 18 years experience creating content and marketing strategies for some of the UK's best known brands such as the BBC, Cadbury, Simple and the British Red Cross. As a champion of small and independent businesses, Dana founded the Big Up Coaching and Courses to help owners get results. Dana, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. How are you? I'm good and thank you so much for inviting me on. It's such a privilege. Yes, of course, of course. I love to have amazing female entrepreneurs come on and share the zones of genius. And your, one of your zones of genius is talking about staying motivated and getting shit done. But before we get into that, I would love if you could tell us a little bit more about you and your story.
1: Yep. So I, up until pretty recently, I was working in a big London advertising agency. I was head of planning and strategy there, managing a massive team, really big accounts. Kind of things we worked on was EasyJet, O2, Dominoes, like lots of big band names and um, so I was working on content strategy, brand strategy, social media strategy for lots of these brands for a really long period of time and going back way before that I used to work at the BBC as well doing content but also as a radio producer which is why I'm obsessed with podcasts because <laughs> it's just a natural progress on from um, from radio but I started coaching because I was helping out friends and family running their businesses who'd set up businesses on the side, I was giving them lots of tips on marketing strategy, obviously that's where my background background was but what I was finding was I could tell people lots about strategy but it didn't matter what you taught them if they didn't have the right mindset they wouldn't implement it so I got really interested in mindset both from a personal point of view and helping other people and that's why during lockdown I decided to train as a coach and really get into it and the power of mindset and it not only really helped me um, you know my professional life and then ultimately led me to setting up my own business but I've just seen it have such amazing results for my clients both in a business point of view, but also personally, and really be able to change things for them in all areas of their life. So I'm super passionate about mindset and how it can help people. And that's why with motivation, it's it's a brilliant thing because lack of motivation really holds back so many people. And it is just a few mindset things that you can do and practices that you can get into the habit of that can keep you moving forwards, which is so, so important.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to you sharing what those practices are. And I totally agree. If you don't have the right the right mindset, there's no amount of strategy. You just won't be able to execute. And I know that from personal experience. (laughs) I'm in my first year of business, so I'm in that growth stage and never thought I would have a business of my own. So there's definitely lots of growing. And I've shared this on the podcast before, but one of the first people I worked with was a mindset coach. And I remember I started working with her. We worked together for three months and I thought, oh, I'll get this sorted <laughs> by the time we finished working together. And no, <laughs> it's an ongoing thing. Um, And it's something that you've just got to continually use, like you said, the strategies to make sure that you keep moving forward. And, you know, there are some days where you're like, oh. Mm. And sometimes I will sit in that room, but I won't sit in it for too long. If I need an afternoon or a day to just sit in front of the TV, that's fine. But it's best not to, to dwell.
1: Would you agree? Yeah. And it's all about a lot of what I do with coaching and, and even if you're self educating around mindset, it's about learning the tools that you can use to get yourself out of it. Yeah. And yes, by all means sometimes you need to sit in the feeling, but it's having the tools to get yourself out of it because if you do get overwhelmed and you don't know how to get out of it, it's very easy to just stay there and to give up on things. And you know, that's what we're talking about with motivation today. So, you know, mindset work is a practice, like you say, it's ongoing. It's you're never gonna be done. <laughs> Yes. The mindset work is never done, but you can learn more tools. You can learn more tricks. You can work with people to keep you accountable. And it gets a bit easier. Like new things will come up for you as you as you grow and as your business grows. You know, there's a saying, new level, new devil. But you'll have some tools in your armory, but you've just got to keep doing the work. It's kind of like fitness. I often compare it to fitness. Like you can't just get fit once and yeah. then stop and then expect to stay fit. You know, it's like a muscle. You've got to keep training them. And it's the same with your brain. You know, you've got to keep training those muscles. The more you do it, the more you practice, the stronger those muscles will be. And the stronger your mindset muscles will be. But it is an ongoing practice. But the rewards are so great. So it is worth it. (laughs) It is worth putting in the work. A hundred percent. And I've not heard that phrase. What was it you said? New level, new devil. New level, new devil. Yeah. Oh, I've not heard that before. Yeah, it's this idea that a lot of people think, oh when I get to a certain income level, I'll be done or things will be better. Or, you know, in terms of podcasts, there's probably people that think, oh, when I get to 10,000 subscribers, I'll be fine. And I won't ever worry about my confidence. And I won't ever have a, you know, you think that by getting to a certain level that things might suddenly miraculously all be better. And yes, the certain things you're working through now might be gone, but there'll be a new thing that will come up for you, a new thing for you to work through. But it'll be easier this time because you'll have the tools, you'll have the self-confidence to know that you can overcome the obstacles you can keep going but yeah it's a constant practice yes yes
0: I am fully aware (laughs) but you've got (laughs) to embrace it as an entrepreneur you've just got to embrace it it's part of the process and being able as you said to keep yourself motivated I know throughout my journey specifically where I've pivoted slightly. I've pivoted a couple times this year. I've lost that confidence. And I remember it was actually back in May. I just lost it. Not a breakdown, that's a bit extreme, but I just lost all motivation, all interest. I just was completely lost because I started off as a VA and then at the start of the year, I decided to pivot into podcast management, but was still holding on to those VA clients. Until end of April, a coach mentioned that my messaging was a bit confusing talking about podcasting. But yeah, I'm also a VA. And so I decided to just cut the VA clients that didn't have a podcast or any aspirations to start one. And yeah, that just took me down a spiral and it took me two weeks or so to kind of, you know, pull up my bootstraps as they say and get back on to the not the hamster wheel but just get back into doing stuff so I'm really intrigued by some of the tips you're going to share with us today in terms of how we can stay motivated or even if we're starting to feel like we're losing some motivation how we can pull ourselves back up and like you said just get shit done because in a business stuff needs to get done. (laughs) Like that's non-negotiable. So I'll hand it over to you. What tips would you like to
1: share? Well the first one is really about getting really super clear about what you're trying to do and and your example there was really interesting because when you're confused or conflicted about which way you're going to go you're going to find it really really hard to stay focused so getting super super clear on your destination that you're going to go to or head towards is so so important you know you've got to aim for something if you don't aim for something you're not going to hit anything you know so you need to have a really clear destination in mind and the the most important thing about this is thinking about what success looks like for you personally if you're trying to build a business around other people's markers of success whether that's friends or family or even all this constant chat online about 5k months 10k months whatever you know you're not going to feel personally motivated so you've got to define what success is for you for some people it might be 5k months but for other people it might be more time to have a balanced business which means that they can spend time walking their dog or do Doing yoga classes or spend time with their kids, you know, and being really connected to the why they're doing their business in the first place, because then they can really clearly map out and say, This is what success is going to look like. I'm going to make sure that I have X amount of time in a week for myself to do that thing, that yoga class. And then when you are able to get towards it and achieve it, that's going to keep you motivated as you go. But, you know, sitting down and reevaluating the why you're doing something is super important. Now, when you first start your business, that's often quite a big, clear goal. It might be to leave a corporate job. It might be, you know, to have that balance and that family time. But it's about thinking about that every time you start a new project. So even if that's like, I don't know, you're about to do a new launch or you're about to start your podcast or you're about to start a new marketing campaign for your podcast or whatever it is, What you want to do is sit down and look at the why if you're trying to do that thing. Why is it important that you launch that podcast? Why is it important that you start a new marketing campaign? What are you doing it for? You know, it sounds like a really obvious thing, but sometimes we get so busy just doing the doing and we think we're doing things because maybe we've read it somewhere or we've seen it somewhere that it's important. But if we're not sure why we're doing that thing, that project, it could just be doing your tax return, your finances or whatever it is, you know, then you won't actually get around to doing it because you're not connected to... To why it's really, really important to you. And the other thing to do is really, once you know why you're doing it and where you're trying to go, is really connect with how it's going to feel when you get there. How amazing is it going to feel when you get that end result? And again, really visualizing that, sitting with it, thinking like, okay, being really connected to why it's going to be brilliant for you personally you know, and being able to come back to that feeling again and again is something that will keep you going and keep you motivated. And visualisation is a really great tool for that. You know, it used to be something that was considered quite like a woo-woo thing to do, to like sit and visualise and meditate, whatever. But actually, you know, elite athletes, you know... They all use visualization to visualize themselves oh. having completed a goal, whether that's lifting weights or whatever. There's there's a brilliant study about weightlifters who um, there was a control group who visualized themselves being able to lift the weights, and another con- control group who didn't do it. And the ones who were able to visualize it actually were able to lift heavier weights. So there's scientific evidence that your brain, when you visualize it thinks you're more capable of doing it. So whether that's as simple as your tax return or as, you know, having a successful podcast with X amount of listeners, the more you can visualize it and get there, you know, the more that you'll stay tuned into doing it. And it really will help you sort of make the progress and stick on the track of why you want to do it. I wish I could visualize my tax return. <laughs> yeah. I'm running out of time. Sorting out my finances has been a really big thing for me because I'm not, you know, I wasn't uh, necessarily attuned with working on my numbers, let's say. But it's been like something that's sort of floated along the to-do list for a long time. And yeah. I just, you know, a couple of months ago, I was just like, right, I'm going to get this sorted. I'm really just going to work on how it's going to feel when I get it sorted. By the end of this year, it's going to be completely sorted. So next year is just working like clockwork. So I've got a new accountant, we're working on it. But <laughs> But, you know, for me, it genuinely, like I have to keep, you know, last night I had to sit down and go through some expenses. And I was like, but tuning into how good it was going to feel when it was done, you know, and how great it was going to be when it's done. You know, that's a regular thing that I pick into.
0: Because I've heard the term visualization, and I'm sure our audience has as well, usually linked to manifestation. How can one, is it as simple as you just said? So, for example, someone wants to start a podcast. Is it literally, Does one close one's eyes and imagine, I'm doing it now, and imagine the podcast launching in two months time and how they feel or is there anything else that
1: one should be thinking or feeling? How does it all work? Well, what I'd say is there's different ways that work for different people. So Mm -hmm. you kind of want to experiment and see what works for you. So firstly, some people who are maybe into meditation, who are into visualisation in that way, you can sit, get yourself in sort of a, a quiet space and literally think about what it would feel like when you have that podcast and then literally get really specific on the details. How many followers are you going to have? What type of people will be listening? What kind of feedback will you be getting on your social media channel? every time you put out that you've got a new Mm. podcast, let's say on Instagram? Uh, What kind of comments do you want back from people? How do you want them to make you feel? How regularly are you going to post about each new podcast that's coming up? Literally, you want to be getting really specific and visualising it, almost like you want to be able to run a film in your head Mm. of what it's going to look like, what the details are going to look like. Yeah. And it can be, you know, I don't know, maybe you want to release a podcast every Friday. It might be like, right, what does your podcast release day look like? Time are you going to release it? How are you going to feel? How are the social media posts going to look? You know, and the more you visualise how you want it to be in your kind of dream scenario, then the more you'll be able to be like, oh, okay, well, actually, I've been able to visualise that. I can see what that looks like what could I put into place to make that happen? And manifestation is, you know, the term itself can be loaded and come with connotations, but really it just means to make real, right? So by visualising something in detail, getting really specific about what you want to do, then you can just ask yourself, how can I make that real? How can I make that a reality? What would it look like if I wrote social posts every Friday? And if I visualised the kind of responses I want from people, when I post about it on my Instagram every week, what kind of posts would I need to put out to get those responses back? Do you see what wow. I mean? So it's that's the kind of way to use the visualisation in a practical way. The other way to do it, if you are not, let's say, I don't know, if you're not used to kind of sitting and just being able to visualise and you haven't done that before is that you can use things like an inspiration board, right? Where you, it's not as visual necessary as a vision board because let's say you're talking about your podcast being successful. There's not necessarily lots of images that are related to that. But you might just write down the sections. So you might have number of followers, type of guests that you have, sound quality or whatever it is your studio that you want to record in and for each section you might round of followers you might write to number of followers that you want to get to you might write the type of people you want following you for guests you might have you know 10 people that are absolutely amazing guests that you want to get on there And you use that as a board to be able to look at and think about how would it feel if I had those guests on my podcast, you know. And so you're kind of using a physical prompt to kind of almost start to map out what that success looks like. So it's visualization in a more pragmatic sense, I guess, if you're not used to kind of sitting and visualizing in a more abstract way. I love that. I've already got a Trello board. Made up in my head
0: because <laughs> I've got loads of cello boards for my, well I've got one for my podcast and different parts of the business so I love that and you called it an
1: inspiration board inspiration board and again you know the reason I would call it that rather than a you know a vision board or whatever is again personally in my experience and and this is not against anyone who finds that language and vision boards very very effective because I have done vision boards and I do find them effective it's just I find sometimes with people especially some of the people I work with in business they want something a bit more pragmatic (laughs) and you know calling an inspiration board and really writing down the things that you would like to visualize happening in your future becomes something that's more tangible and easier for them to sit down and do. And that's not to say you can't have vision boards as well. But if you're talking about a specific project or a specific business goal or, you know, podcast in this case, then sitting down and really sort of mapping out what you want it to look like in the future and then spending some time sitting, thinking about it, you know, thinking about what that would feel like when it comes to life. The more you sit with it, the more you can be like, oh, OK, well, how could I make that happen? What would I need to do? And that's where the kind of to manifest, to make real comes into it. You know, it's like then you've got to go and take some actions, right? You know, yeah, you can't manifest. or make something real just by sitting thinking about it. You've got to go and take some actions. But this goes back to being clear about what you're trying to do, right? If you're not yes. clear about what you're trying to do, it's harder for you to get there.
0: <laughs> yes, 100%. I love that. So vision boards we usually do at the end of the year or at the start of the year, whereas an inspiration board is connected to your vision board. For me, it's weird because it isn't going to make any sense, but in my mind, the inspiration board allows me to be a bit more visual, even though a vision board is visual. But those words, those questions prompts me, as you said, to think about, as you mentioned, how I'm going to get there. So they go well together, but serve different purposes.
1: Yeah. And a vision board, I think more of like, you know, what's the vision for me and my business in the next one year, three year, five years, but I might do an inspiration board for a specific business goal. And like you say, it's about getting super specific about you can write numbers in there. There might not be loads of images, it might just be doodles or drawings or numbers, you know, anything that's going to spark that for you that you want to capture about that specific goal that you're going towards. And again, it's all about this idea of being really clear on what what you're aiming towards, the destination you're travelling in. You know, if you were just taking a walk, right, and you were just going somewhere and you weren't really clear where you were going to go, you'd kind of amble around, you might have a nice time, you might be creating a nice podcast, right? But as soon as the weather gets bad or things get tough or things get rocky then you might, oh, I'm just going to go home. It's raining. There's a storm coming, you know. But if you're really clear of where you're trying to get to, the purpose of your walk, why you're on that walk, you're not going to stop when things are a bit rocky or things are a bit hard because you know where you're going. You know where you're trying to get to. You've got those tangible things that you're aiming towards and you're going to mm-hmm. keep going because you're going to keep trying to aim towards them. So, you know, having that focus on your end destination really will keep you moving forwards. Perfect. I love that. Thank you. So what's the next thing we need to think about? The other thing I would say is really important. As we all know, like being a solo entrepreneur or business owner can be lonely, right? It's one of Mm. the biggest things that started to be talked about, but hasn't really been talked about very much for a while is the the genuine loneliness of being an entrepreneur and obviously compounded by... The lockdown and the pandemic and entrepreneurs having less chance for physical meetups and things like that. But sharing the journey with someone is so, so important. And there's an Irish saying that says two people shorten the road. And it's really this idea that, you know, if you travel along with someone else, you won't feel the distance or the hardship of the journey. And I'm sure you know this with the podcasting community. There are lots of people out there who are probably experiencing the same thing as you. And it's really Mm -hmm. try and connect with someone that's either someone who's a mentor, who's maybe a few steps further ahead or someone who's sort of in a similar place to you and reach out to them you know and there are lots of business communities online where someone's showing a little bit of vulnerability and saying i'm actually really struggling with this thing or i'm just finding things a bit difficult at the moment you'll usually find lots of other people going oh i feel the same or would you like a virtual coffee or would you like to meet up or whatever it is so you need to spend a bit of time trying to find where your people are and it might be virtually it might be facebook groups might be some an instagram community or it might be a membership Or it might be a local meetup of of entrepreneurs in the real world. Now we can sort of do that again under controlled measures, but you know, find what works for you. Some people just feel that they need to meet in real life and share the journey with people and ask for help it could be you know working with a coach obviously but part of the reason of doing that is accountability and that's specific i mean there's loads of benefits obviously to connecting with people but we're talking about motivation here like being accountable with someone is the biggest thing as we all know we can write to-do lists at the beginning of the week if we never show them to anyone or no one sees them if we don't do it you know, we're only accountable to ourselves. Yeah. And it's so much easier and you're way more like, I can't remember the stat now. There's something like, I don't know whether it was 40% or something like that. You're 40% more likely to do an action if you've shared your, your, um, your goal with somebody else. So just that simple act of sharing. And, you know, if you, get an accountability buddy. It can be as simple as at the beginning of every week or every month, you email each other or message each other on social media or however you're connected and say, this is what I'm working on this week or this month. And then you agree that you're going to check in either that Friday or at the end of that month and say, how did you get on? What did you do? And that simple act of having to be accountable, having to tell that person whether or not you've done it, more often than not will spur you on to go, oh, God, I haven't actually done it, but I'm going to do it because I want to be able to tell them on Friday I've done it. I am definitely that person.
0: I've got a couple of biz besties, but one in particular, as you mentioned, we usually meet the first Friday of the month. Brilliant. But it's as you mentioned, it's like looking back at the month before, what are your goals for the month ahead? And yeah, there's just something about the mortification for me of saying to my accountability buddy, oh, no, I didn't do that. Yeah, it it just fills me with like total mortification. But sometimes I might say, oh, I was meant to start a blog in the summer. And then I realize actually, no, a podcast. So there might be those moments where you might have to shift But by saying, oh no, I've not done that. I just, as you mentioned, having to, not report back, but having someone there to kind of keep you on track makes all the difference, 100%.
1: Yeah, and like you say, just you might change your mind. Like you might not achieve that goal, but to be able to say to someone, actually I didn't do it, but this is why I didn't do it. And being able to vocalise it and go, didn't do it because it actually didn't feel like the right thing to do and I ended up doing this other thing which was the right thing to do and then you're kind of not beating yourself up you're actually you're able to explain and articulate because if you're just doing all that in your head sometimes it sometimes feels like you haven't done the thing you wanted to do but just the very act of vocalising it because you're forced to explain why you haven't done something (laughs) yeah and sometimes that can be really powerful you don't actually but but the reason I didn't do it was this you know and actually that's okay or the reason I didn't do it was this and that's interesting that's interesting that came up so that's the other thing like if you don't do your goals you know whether you're working with an accountability or not or maybe you are somebody else's accountability buddy the thing is you know obviously to not be negative or or judgmental if you Mm -hmm. or the other person hasn't done it but it's about getting curious so come at it from a place of curiosity why haven't you done the thing Is it because you didn't have the skills? Is it because it was too hard? Is it because you put too many things on your to-do list, which we'll talk about in a minute? Yeah. (laughs) Or is, yeah, which we're all guilty of. Or is it that, you know, it wasn't the right thing to do? Get curious about it and you might find some answers and that might be really helpful to help you the next week or the next month achieve what you need to do. Yes.
0: And what are your thoughts around, because I do see some things on social media would you say an accountability buddy is best suited by someone in the similar niche or at least business
1: or does it also work with family and friends? Again, it depends on what your particular business is or what you're struggling with, right? If your struggle is literally let's say with podcasting right it's quite specific there's quite a bit of technical aspects yes. in there so having someone they might not be in the same business as you but they might also be doing on a podcast journey right yeah. so having someone who's on a similar podcast journey would be useful and the fact that they're in different businesses might just keep it interesting right
0: yes true
1: but if you can't find that person or actually your problems are more about personal motivation or you know that personal things keep getting in the way or something like that then a friend or family member could help as well but I do think that someone in some sort of business context is usually more useful to you either someone who's further ahead or a similar place to you Mm. because they are more likely to understand the pressures of what's going on you know talking to a friend sometime they might be like oh well you've got loads going on in life don't worry about it (laughs) Whereas someone who's a bit further along in business might go, well, you might not feel like doing it today, but actually you really want to get this sorted because, you know, this next thing's coming along and you have to have that done before you can do your next thing. And, you know, and they'll just understand a bit more about the position that you're in. And it's more likely to be a bit more realistic to the goals that you're in and sometimes less emotional if it's not a friend.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's true. That is true.
1: Yeah. And that's why sometimes a stranger can be useful. Yeah, and by stranger, I meant that can be someone that you've met online that you don't know very well, mm-hmm. um, because they will ask you questions. They'll get back to that curiosity point. And they'll be like, oh, why haven't you done that? You know, whereas a friend might be like, oh, I know why you didn't do that because you were busy. It's about asking questions rather than being told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That That can bring up something really interesting. And, you know, I mean, that's the crux of coaching, right, is to ask, (laughs) ask you and bring it out of you, rather than sort of assume that they know why you're you're doing a certain thing or not doing a certain thing. Yeah. But the other thing, I don't know about you, how are you with to do lists? are your to-do list long are you succinct yeah no i am i'm an xpa so i love a bit of a
0: to-do list i even got two literally to-do list notebooks but i'm very intrigued by what you're going to talk about in terms of having too much on the to-do list because my to-do list is never ending
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and that's really interesting because that is a massive blocker for people right that sense yeah. of overwhelm is literally one of the biggest reasons that people don't move forward in a business action whether that's a podcast or anything Else in their business, yeah. it feels overwhelming. The to do list is too big, too vast, and they don't know where to start. I'm a big person for lists, I write a lot of lists, but I have really had to, since I've run my own business, have to sort myself out about that and had to coach myself at that on that pretty hard. Even today, I was doing that where I was like, I've written a long to do list, and I was like, because it's the end of the week and there's things I still wanted to get done, and I was like, well, no, we've got to apply my own principles to it because. If you're overwhelmed, you just will not do all of the things. You won't do all of the things. And a big long to-do list, you know, is one of the main reasons that people don't complete anything because you've got too many on there. You don't know where to start. You don't know where to start. So this is where this tip comes in that is really, really useful, right? So... Get everything out of your head if you need to. Get it on a big piece of paper if you want to do. And that's your brain dump. That's not your to-do list. Crucial difference, right? Uh-huh. So you get everything out of your head as the brain dump. And then divide a piece of paper or digitally, if you want to do it digitally, into three sections. There's now, next and later. And you might have heard this used before, but it's I find it super, super useful. In the now section, you put one thing maximum three things if they're small things but you put one thing that is mission critical that you have to do that day or that week if you're doing a weekly to-do list only one thing so mission critical means it's going to be the most important thing you have to do to move things forward right because every day most of us have got social media posts we need to do we've got emails we need to reply to we might have finances we need to do but what is the thing that's going to really shift the dial on your business Mm. that day you know, And it might be that you have to reply to a client email, whatever it is. But you put one, maximum three things. So it could be one, two or three things in that now box. And they're the things you're going to focus on first. Absolutely going to focus on those things first. In your next box will be, or your next column will be the other things that you really want to get done that day. And again, try and keep that to five things if you can, okay. ideally. Five things. And then you've got a later column, which is anything else that if you've got the time to do them, brilliant. They're nice to have. You've got the time to do them. Or they might just be things that have come out in your brain dump that are things that need to happen later, but they don't have to happen today and they don't have to happen now. Okay. Most most entrepreneurs have got loads of ideas whirling around, right? And so Mm -hmm. you're always writing them down. And the habit is to put them onto your to-do list for today. But actually, it's something that can happen later. So put that on the later list. And again, like I said, you can do this digitally or you can do this on paper. But the idea is that you do that one thing. You do the thing on the now list or the yeah. three things on the now list, maximum three. And once you've done it and crossed it off, you will get that sense of achievement. And you'll be like, I've done a thing that is shifting the dial in my business. I feel motivated. I feel like I've achieved something. Then that will motivate you to do another thing. You know, yeah. and it's really the difference between a big, long list of like, oh, what should I do first? They all seem important. Spending like five minutes going, what is the most important? I'm really going to make that decision. When you've done it, you'll be like, I've done the thing that's most important. And then if you've only done that one thing or those three things off your to-do list because other things have come up or whatever, it's OK because you feel a sense of achievement because you've done the done mission critical through. thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: You've done the thing that's the most important. And then as soon as you've, I mean, by all means, if you've done the one or two or three things on your now list, you can crack through that next list. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing to stop you going through that next list. And then if you do all of those things, there's nothing to stop you go through the later list. Yeah. But what you've done is you've made sure you've done the things that are really important for today, that are going to shift the dial on your business. You haven't got distracted doing whatever it was, social media, whatever it was that yeah. didn't have to be done that day. So it's worth giving that a go if you're someone like me that struggles with lots of things on your to-do list.
0: No, it's interesting because I do something similar So like on the weekend, usually a Sunday, I will... Probably it's more of a brain dump rather than a to-do list, but lots of stuff that I want to get done for the week. And then every day, Monday, every morning, I will look at that and pick three. Oh, yeah. But thinking about what you said, though, they're usually three client stuff because I work usually 7 till 12, although with the winter, it's more 8 till 1. Every morning, which three clients do I need to cover that morning? But thinking about what you're saying, I'm also thinking maybe I need a now list for my own business Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well. That's a bit more structured. So I'll log in again about four or five. That's my business time, though, whether that's social media or a training or sometimes scrolling through Instagram. But we'll talk about that another time. (laughs) I need to probably bring a bit more structure to
1: that time in my day as well. Yeah. And that's a big thing for lots of people and for me as a coach as well. It's like the difference between doing what you need to do for your clients and then doing what needs to be done to move your business along as well. And that's why you can have three on your team. So on my like now list, I might have like, you know, write up notes or create a template for my client. But I've usually got something that, you know, I have to do something for my own business that day as well. Because otherwise, you know, I need to be getting new clients in as well. This, you know, it's a constant cycle of growth, isn't it? So trying to make sure that you are prioritising something for your own business is crucial. Like you say, otherwise, yes, you'll feel like you're delivering your work, which is important, but you want to feel like you're moving your business forward. You want to feel like you've are you got some momentum again as long as you can feel that there is some movement and momentum in your business you will be motivated to keep going if you never see any progress then it's really hard to keep yourself motivated yeah
0: just be disheartened
1: yeah exactly and uh, i mean that leads me on to the to the, the like the fourth tip really it is about celebration it is about celebrating your achievements most business owners are rubbish at this. (laughs) They
0: are so
1: busy doing the doing that we forget to stop and take time or we think it's not worthwhile because we're like, I can't stop and think about the stuff I've done because I've got all this stuff I need to do. But it's really important to realise that if you do do this, the more that you do this, the more you will stay motivated to keep going and therefore it has value. It is worthwhile doing. Again, this can be something that you do with your accountability buddy or someone you're your coach or someone that you work with in business is to force yourself to look at what you've achieved.
0: It's interesting you've mentioned this because just yesterday someone asked me, how do you celebrate your wins? And I don't know. This is something I see a lot in the online space. But how do we celebrate? Because, you know, there's small wins, there's medium wins, there's big wins. Like we've, you know, been featured in an article in, uh, that we've wanted, like Forbes, for example, for, for ages. What are ways that we can celebrate our wins? Because my answer to that question was sometimes I'll just give myself a pat on the back where I've seen other people go out and buy stuff But I can't do that each time, then I'll be broke. (laughs) So do you have any tips for how we can celebrate our wins?
1: Yeah, I think what's interesting there is sort of the language, this... I mean and I'm guilty of using it as well but you know celebrate your wins suggests that we've got to be out like drinking a bottle of champagne every time something happens <laughs> but actually yeah. I think it's more about acknowledging your wins right acknowledging them and that is often just about taking time to be aware and taking notice of them again it's the sort of thing where if you're in the corporate world someone might well hopefully someone might stop and say oh you've done a good job or you come out of a meeting and you have a moment in a corridor where you go oh thank goodness that meeting went well you might not always go to the pub to celebrate after something's happened you might like just have a conversation with someone where they go, well done, or thank God that's over, or whatever it is, <laughs> didn't we do well to get through that? And that's what's missing in business when you're on your own, right? Is that moment, even a conversation of going, oh, we got through that. You know, thank goodness for that. Didn't we do well? Don't we deserve a cup of tea and a biscuit or whatever? So I think it's literally about sometimes acknowledging. And as you mentioned, there's a scale, aren't there? There's small wins are things that are, you know, that are happening every day and acknowledging that. And I'll talk about that in a second, right up to the big wins. For those big wins, of course, think about what you can do. And it might not be something that you have to buy. Of course, some people like going and buy something material, but it might be something that you do for yourself. Like, what is the thing that's important to you that you think, say to yourself, oh, I would, I don't know for me, it's like, I always think, oh, I'd love to have a big, long, relaxing bath if I had more time. Yeah. <laughs> I've got kids yeah. and that never seemed to happen. But if, for me, it's like, sometimes if something big happens, it's going, actually, now. I'm going to make time. I'm going to make the time mm. to do that thing. It might be, you know, I mean, it sounds trite to say reading the book or going in the bath or whatever, but these are things that we don't usually make time for, but it could be something bigger. But again, it's important. It's what's important to you what that success means to you, what celebrating looks to you and acknowledging for the smaller things is probably a better place to be. So one thing, have you ever used like a to-da list to acknowledge what you've done? Oh no, no, tell us. So it's basically this idea that you create a list to celebrate your achievements and again celebrating it with a small c not with a champagne bottle (laughs) quite often for example we've just been talking about to-do lists right so let's say you've written a to-do list and you've gotten to the end of the day and you've thought oh I haven't actually done anything on my to-do list. And then you can start to get into a spiral of negative talking, oh, I'm so useless. I haven't spent my time wisely. I've just, I haven't stuck to anything. I haven't been useful. I haven't been productive today. Oh gosh, should I? And then this spirals into, should I even be a business owner if I can't manage my day? And, you know, and we spiral off into a, a big sort of thing. But sometimes it's not that we've been sitting twiddling our thumbs. We've been doing stuff. We've been productive, but we just usually have been doing stuff that isn't on our to-do list. So an example of that, which is probably relevant for yeah, relevant for you, because you've got yeah. client work as well, <laughs> is that well, you've actually spent all day doing things for your clients, you know, or someone called you or emailed you about something and you ended up putting together a proposal for them. Or you ended up connecting with someone on Instagram who actually think, oh, it'd be great if we collaborate in the future. So you spent 20 minutes having a back and forth conversation. And a tada list is where you literally at the end of the day or the week or the month or a project sit down and you write down everything you achieved. And again, this is where the achievements and acknowledgement comes in. And this could be what your celebration is, right? At the end of the week as you go, okay, actually, because if I do this at the end of a week, I'll often be writing down loads of stuff that hasn't been on my to-do list, but it has made it onto my to-do list. Like, oh, I really helped this client have this amazing breakthrough. I connected with this new person on Instagram. I watched this live that ended up sparking three different content ideas for me, you know? So it's just giving yourself... That time to reflect on things you have done, the progress you have made. So that can be a useful thing to do as like a practical thing. Some people time block it, put in their diary on the Friday afternoon that they're going to spend time doing that, acknowledging what they've done. Um, It's useful to do, like I say, at the end of a project or end of a year or another great thing that can be really good is to create like a learning list for yourself you know, as an entrepreneur, what you learn and what you have to learn is so extreme. Like the learning curve is just so steep, isn't it? And especially with podcasting, right? You know, yeah. the tech you've got to overcome, the interviewing skills you've got to st- develop, mm-hmm. even like booking a guest and and um, how you prep them for it. You know, all yeah. of this stuff. It's such a steep learning curve for people. So you can give yourself time to reflect on a learning list. Again, you can do this weekly, monthly, every six months where you sort of basically look back and you go, right, what have I learned? What do I know now that I didn't know the beginning of the week? What do I know now that I didn't know a month ago? And pretty much every entrepreneur will be able to list new things that they've learned in the last week or day or month because we're constantly having to learn new stuff. We're all juggling finances, podcasting, running our business, whatever it is. So there's always stuff that you've learned. And again, it's just that thing of going, wow, I have actually done a lot this month because I've learned all of these things, you know, and all of that learning is going to set you up for the future and make you a better business owner as you move forward, make you a better podcaster as you move forward, because, yeah, there'll be new things to learn. But look at all the other stuff you've learned already. And that could be a great motivator. Again, that's what I mean anyway, when we're talking about celebrating Your wins, you know, learnings. I love that. Are wins there. And it's kind of like just uh, back to this walking analogy, you know, it's you're on your way to this destination. You need to step up, look around you, and look at the view. You know, you need to enjoy the journey. You need to enjoy where you're going and getting there as much as the destination. Otherwise, you'll get to the destination and you'll be like, oh, what was that all for? (laughs) You know? So, again, it sounds sort of a hackneyed phrase, so enjoy the journey. But you do need to just stop sometimes and look around you and think, oh, yeah, look how far I've come. Look at all that stuff I've Mm -hmm. learned. Look at all those things I've done. Look at all those new people I've met. Look at all these things I never believed I could do for myself. And the feeling of
0: accomplishment. Yes. I don't know. You get those butterflies. You just... Yeah, you
1: just want to dance and do like a little happy gig. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I live for those moments. Yeah, and that's what we're doing it for. I mean, obviously we're doing it for the end goal, but we're doing it for these moments we want to enjoy what we're doing, right? And the fact we're learning is great. And write those things down. When when people talk about celebrating their wins, celebrating it can be just writing it down, acknowledging it, taking the time to reflect on it, taking the time to feel those butterflies, have a physical dance around your bedroom or whatever, wherever you're working from and just go, yeah, I've done this. This is amazing. Well done me. I've done that, you know, yeah. and I didn't know how to do this before. Yeah. And not only have I done this, I've really helped my client and that's amazing. And I can help them again in the future. How cool is that? You know,
0: And help more people because yeah. now I can, yes, I can do that for you and not blow. Like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that feeling that you allow yourself to feel and that you tune into and maybe you record it and write it down on a piece of paper, a sp- spreadsheet, you know, wherever you're writing down your wins, you know, that's what's going to keep you motivated. That feeling, letting yourself feel that. So when people talk about celebrating your wins, it's letting yourself feel all of those things so that you can hold on to that. And that's the thing that's going to keep you moving forward on a general basis, but also when times are tough. You know, when times are tough, being able to go to a, a folder a spreadsheet on your computer or a folder in your spreadsheet where you've got your wins or your notebook where you write your wins and go... I'm having a crap yeah. day. I feel like I want to give up. Why did I even start my own podcast? What was the point of this? Whose stupid idea was this yeah. anyway? <laughs> but then you open your book or your notebook of your wins and you go, "No, hang on. No, look. Look what I've taught myself in the last six months. Look at, I don't know, I might only have 50 listeners, but look at the feedback they're giving me. Isn't that amazing?
0: Yes. I love that you said that because going back to what you said at the beginning about comparison that happens in business, but also in the podcasting world as well, because we tend to look at the people that we listen to and see their growth and see what they're doing and expect that when we start, we're going to get there in like 0.3 seconds (laughs) when actually things take time, growth takes time. So I love how you talked about that comparison and, you know, just take your time, enjoy the journey. And if you do have those 50 followers, And 10 of those turn into leads and another 10 leave you stunning reviews. That is what it's all about because it shows that your message is landing. Like, let's just get over... The vanity metrics. Let's just focus on what your why, as you said at the beginning. What was your why? Did you really start a podcast because you wanted people to? You just wanted to get as many listeners as possible. I mean, that's a total waste of time. You can do that on social media. There's too much work involved with a podcast for that to be your goal. So I just love,
1: I love that you've made that point. Thank you. Yeah, and I love how you said that because really most people, when they set up a podcast, have got a subject they're passionate about and they're doing it because they A, love podcasts, right? And they want to be part of that world. And they want to create something that someone can listen to in this beautifully intimate way of podcasts. And that person can listen to it and connect with it. And it can either move them or inform them or entertain them. And that's usually if they're being, you know, and yes, sometimes you might want millions of listeners. But if you think, actually, if that's your why, you know, again, back to success for you, if, if success for you is having even one, two, three, five, fifty 50 people feeling connected to what you're saying, loving what you're saying. And what an amazing win that is, you know? And then how motivating is that? Remembering that, reflecting on that. That's what's going to keep you moving forward.
0: Yes, exactly. Know that you can keep growing from there. Um, But I think I'm guilty of this myself. I mean, I won't share, but my goals at the start of this year are just so extreme. (laughs) Because you kind of, I admit, I looked at other people and Because in the online space, there's all this noise about 5k months and 10k months, you get drawn into that. My goals for 2022 will be a lot more sensible because I've, you know, I've had the journey and I'm no longer blinded by all this nonsense that we see on um, social media. But yeah, people just need to, like you said, your why, what's your goal, what the success look like for you and focus on that. There's too many people out there in this online space that distract us. So just really focus
1: on what you're doing and everything else will follow. Exactly. Exactly. What is important to you? What's why are you doing this? What's going to motivate you? And keep reflecting on that, keeping that close. And then that's what will keep you moving forward without a doubt. Yeah, 100%. So yeah. are we on tip five now? we are on the final one on tip five <laughs> and I think it's really interesting what you said about you know the goals you had maybe you're looking back now and thinking maybe they were unrealistic yeah but the point is you know the final tip is all about like failing right but yeah. failing productively and not being afraid to fail and the point about this is about you have to do it you have to do it whether the it is business or a podcast you have to do it to get better yeah. so if you'd never set any goals at all you wouldn't be able to know how how to make your goals better this year, right? True, very true. So you've you've put your goals out there and you might have think, well, actually, they're not the right goals, but you only know that now by having put some out there. Same with a podcast, right? You cannot get better at doing a podcast just by thinking about it for longer. You can't sit there and think, I'm going to read all of the books and I'm going to learn all of the theory and I'm going to sit on it for an extra three months and the longer I think about it, the better I'll get. You know, you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to get it wrong. You have to fail at it. You know, it's like any craft. You literally you don't learn how to like, I don't know, make something out of clay. You don't just do that and do it perfectly straight away. You've got to get things wrong, you've got to learn things where the weakness is, where the strong points are, what what you need, you know, when you need extra water, when you need whatever, any of those things. Same with podcasting, same with business. You can only learn by doing and you will fail, right? And but you've got to accept that failure is gonna be part of your journey. Because when you fail, you've got something wrong. But then you'll know how to make it better after that, you know. So you have to keep failing (laughs) ultimately. And so many people, I talked about overwhelm being one of the big things that stops people from moving forward. Fear of failure is probably the second biggest thing. People saying, well, I I want to do this thing, but I'm just afraid of doing it. I'm afraid of getting it wrong. But as long as you realise you will get it wrong, don't be afraid of getting it wrong. You will get it wrong. Of course, you'll get. It. everyone will get it wrong. That's exactly what you'll do. And that's the right thing to do. Getting it wrong is the right thing to do because then you will learn and then you will get better. And there's a phrase in the startup world, kind of like fintech and startup world, they talk about failing fast. I don't know if you've heard that, that phrase. Yes, before. I've heard this term. Yeah. And what it means is basically that you put lots of things out there and you get lots of things wrong so that you learn what the right things are. And you don't sit back and wait until you've perfected something and then put it out there. You put something out there that's not quite right, but you know it might not be not quite right. But you do that deliberately to learn where the weaknesses are, what needs to be changed, you know. And that's what has driven the tech market forward, you know. That's when apps are released. Apps are released uh, with a version one, right? And you've got to update the app constantly. And when you're updating the app, what they're doing is telling you a bug fix There's usually bugs in there. There's usually things that have gone wrong. They don't wait until the app is completely perfect because they can't. They need you to use it so they can find out where the problems are. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Think about that with your podcast, right? You're not going to be putting out a perfect podcast. You need to put it out there to work out where the bugs are going to be, where the bugs fixes are for your next, you know, each time you put one out, it's like putting a new app update out there. You're going to upgrade it. You're going to fix the bugs. You're going to find different ways of doing things. You know, I love that. It's a great way to think about things. That's how apps and tech companies have moved forward so quickly, because they're not afraid to fail. They, they have it as part of their culture that it's OK yeah. to fail, that failure is part of the process. And if you put lots of emotional energy in thinking that failure is a negative thing, mm. then you're always going to pull back from taking the risk and pull back from trying something. Yeah, You know, Yeah, if you can reframe it in your head that failure is, is necessary, it's just part of what, what we're going to do here as business owners or even podcast producers, you know, it's going to help you get to your end result quicker by putting stuff out there and failing. And there is a quote and I can't remember who said it, but it's if you're not willing to fail, you're not willing to succeed. I'm sure someone will be able to tell us who said it, but I love a quote, me. <laughs> yeah. I love a quote too. <laughs> yeah. But it's true, you know, you have to be willing to fail and make that part of what you do and, and make it not mean anything about you personally, but make it mean everything about you moving forward with your business and you, and your podcast and that you're doing you're doing everything right by making mistakes and by failing, and that's an essential part of what you're doing. So embrace it. Embrace the failure. It's gonna help you <laughs> ultimately. I love that. I love that. So we've had five amazing tips. So to recap So to recap, we've talked about getting really clear on your destination, clarity being absolutely key, share your journey, find someone to help keep you accountable and moving forward, streamline your priorities, making sure you're really giving yourself a list that's achievable to keep you motivated and moving forward. And celebrate your wins, acknowledge the wins, celebrate those tada moments in any big or small way that works for you. But that feeling, that's the thing that's going to keep you motivated. And finally, just be willing and open to embrace the failure and fail productively, fail fast. Amazing. And you
0: reminded me that someone had told me about celebrating like a jar. So I'm now in honour of you. I am going to get a tada jar.
1: Yes, amazing.
0: You know, ones that you can probably drop some coins in so that I can put the win on a piece of paper, fold it up and drop it in the jar. And when I might be feeling a bit demotivated or slightly off track, I can just unscrew my jar and pull out a couple of pieces of paper and get myself back on track. So thank you so much. I've, this is why I love podcasting because every guest I speak to, I come away with so much information that I can implement and I will (laughs) implement straight away and this is what this podcast is all about. Simple strategies, fantastic tips and a wealth of knowledge. So thank you so much Dana for joining us today. Before we go though I would love it if you could tell us about any offers that you would like to share with the audience.
1: Yep. So I usually work with people on a one to one basis with business coaching. Um, Usually it's a three month process that they sign up with me. But I do have a mindset foundations, which is five weeks if like as we talked about if mindset is the real issue and they, they know that they could really help from getting some things unblocked or really help with some limiting beliefs that they're working for but the thing that I'm doing at the moment with lots of people before Christmas but also at the beginning of the next year is working on their 2023 strategy so again overwhelm being a big thing so anyone that's struggling they're just already thinking about next year and thinking oh god it's just I don't know where to start or they've just been throwing things out there this year and you know be doing things a bit haphazard but they've decided next year is the year they're really going to get their business sorted get serious about it and you know level up their business having a clear strategy and a clear plan for next year is so important to make sure you go into it knowing what you're going to do again it's all about like I said at the beginning knowing your destination knowing your path you've got a plan for what you're going to do it's going to make things so much easier so I'm doing two hour intensive strategy sessions with people through Well, we're coming to the end of November now, but December and the beginning of next year for anyone that's interested in that. And where can we find you online? So I'm on Instagram as at underscore the big up. And on Facebook, I've got um, a free Facebook community called the Sell with Swagger Collective, where I give sort of regular lives about mindset and marketing tips. So you can come and join me on there or my website, which is currently having all sorts of domain issues. Oh. <laughs> but normally, but normally, hopefully it'll be fixed this week. But normally, it's thebigupco.com. So that's big up and then co.com at the end. So hopefully that'll be fixed this week. But if not, you can find me on socials.
0: Okay, so I'll make sure all those links are included in the show notes. So people know where to find you and stalk you and tap your brain. Thank you so much again. You've shared so much here with us today and I know that our audience, our listeners will take away and it will make such a difference in their business, podcast or not. So thank you so much for joining me and have a great rest of 2021. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.